Hello and welcome to another edition of the RPAC Rundown Podcast. I'm your host, Evan Jones. Thanks for joining me. We've got a jam-packed episode this week. We will hear from Allie Connor, head coach of the Maxwell Track and Field teams, Brendan Johnson, head coach of the Alma Golf Squad, and Alan Gary, the co-activities director of the RPAC, will join us. Alan will talk to us about the news that came out on Wednesday that Eustace Farnham and Elwood, along with their co-op of Highline for Sports, and Sutherland will be joining the RPAC in the 2024-2025 school year. Of course, visit bestboy-media.com and rpacrundown.com for anything you need RPAC-related. We'll take a quick break. You're listening to the RPAC Rundown Podcast. Arapahoe Rehab and Fitness is locally owned and operated, here to serve Arapahoe and the surrounding area. We have a passion for our patients and our community. Gym memberships are available, $15 for individuals, $20 for families. Coffee, cappuccinos, and breakfast pizza. Just a few great things you can get at C-Plus and Bertrand on your way to work in the mornings. Store hours are 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. Sunday through Thursday and 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. Friday and Saturday. Convenience Plus, a whole lot more, located in Bertrand. Now joining us on the RPAC Rundown podcast is head coach of the Maxwell Wildcat track and field teams, Allie Connor. Well, coach, let's begin with the girls team first. Looks like it's been a solid start to the year as we near the midway point of the season. Overall on the girls side, what have you seen that you like from that squad? I think a lot of our girls work really, really hard. We have a lot of young girls on the team. Most of our girls' team is made up of younger girls, so that's been really good to see. A lot of them really get out there, and they want to compete, and they really want to do well, and they push each other that way. So that's really nice to see from them. Now, Jocelyn Cheek, looking at some individuals here, she's been solid all season, it looks like, for the Wildcats. On Tuesday at the Gothenburg Invite, she took second in the 100 with a time of 13 seconds, first in the 200 with a time of 27.50, and also second in the high jump with a leap of four foot six. How have you seen her take the proper steps to have success so far this year? Yeah, we kind of struggled a little bit there at the beginning, just trying to figure out kind of where she was going to really be successful. And uh, tried her in the 200 and she did a really good job with that so we decided to put her in there she's just a hard worker she's very athletic and super graceful so that helps a lot she really will do whatever we ask her to do and doesn't really put up a fight about it so she's a really great leader for our team um, she is one of the uh, older girls on there so she really provides that good example for most of our teammates now, for the boys' side of things, Allie, what have you made of their season so far? I think our boys have seen some really good competition so far, but we're finally starting to see all of our hard work pay off. Um, like, we've been working really hard during practice to get faster and cut off seconds on, like, our relays and things like that. And our 4 by 4 did a really good job yesterday and cut off a bunch of times, so that was really nice to see. Now, for an individual, Taylor Cheek, he took third in the 200 with a time of 23.5, and and he's a sprinter that throws third in the shot and third in the discus also. How have you seen him improve throughout the year? Um, We kind of did the same thing with him that we did with his sister. So he had been running the 400 at our previous meets, and 
we just wanted to kind of switch him up and try him in something a little bit different. So we just threw him in that 200 yesterday. Um, he, he did a really great job. He is a phenomenal worker um, at practice and outside of practice. You can find him in the weight room all the time. He's very dedicated to what he does. Um, he also helps with our junior high track team. So he's around track a lot during the season. Many thanks to Allie Connor, head coach of the Maxwell Track and Field team, for joining us on this week's episode of the RPAC Rundown podcast. We'll take a break, and when we come back, we'll visit with Brendan Johnson, head coach of the Alma Golf Team, and of course, we'll visit with Alan Gary, co-activities director of the RPAC. All that more is coming up. You're listening to the RPAC Rundown podcast. Cambridge Supermarket is locally owned and operated. We offer fresh produce and quality cut meats, along with helpful employees that greet you with a smile and are there to help you find what you need. Cambridge Supermarket, fresh hometown values. Here at Crabelli Physical Therapy in Cambridge, our approach and philosophy are simple. Caring physical therapy with exceptional results. You will be treated by our highly qualified caring team dedicated to improving your health and well-being. Good luck to our area athletes from Corbelli Physical Therapy. Webb's Oil Field Service would like to wish area athletes the best of luck this season. They are an oil field service company serving southwest Nebraska and northwest Kansas with oil lease and drilling rig services. Webb's Oil Field Service, located in Cambridge. Now joining us on the RPAC Rundown podcast is head coach of the Alma Cardinal golf team, Brendan Johnson. Now, Brendan, you're halfway through the season, which is crazy how quickly it has gone from the first day of practice to now. How have you seen your golf team improve? I mean, we've definitely improved every week, and that's kind of been our goal team-wise, individual-wise. Um, we just, every week we go out, we want to try to improve from the week before. I mean, sometimes that can be a little tricky in golf when you play a tougher course here or there and then throw some bad weather in there as well. I mean, we know how Nebraska likes to work weather-wise, but I mean, I've been decently impressed with our improvement so far. Ryan Brew has been steady for your team. He took 13th at the Arapahoe invite last week, along with a sixth place finish at the Alma invite on Tuesday, and has a handful of other times this season that he has placed. That has to be encouraging to see him develop some solid consistency in his game. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's kind of been one of those kids who every meet, every year, he's just gotten a little bit better. And, I mean, I I kind of wish, I mean, he would have been a freshman that COVID year. So he's kind of only had, he's only had those three years of golf. I kind of wish we had that fourth year. I'd really like to see where he'd be at if we had another year under his belt. But he's kind of just been our, our steady horse I mean, he's just been pretty consistent and just every week just gotten a little bit better and shot his best score yesterday. Now, who are some other individuals on your team that golf in that first that first group that you have, that varsity group, who have stepped up their game so far this spring? Uh, two others that are kind of in that same boat as Ryan Brew. They're, they're seniors that did uh, play their freshman year because of the COVID thing, which is Ryan Kermode and Jack Waldo. Ryan Kermode's kind of been one of those guys who – has kind of always been 
we knew we always just know what Ryan's going to fire. I mean, he just never really strays away. So I'd like to, we'd like to see maybe a little improvement out of him, but he's always kind of that steady guy for us. And Jack's who, and Jack would agree if you, he can be that loose cannon sometimes, like sometimes Jack can just be on. And then there's other days where it's not his best day, but he, this year he's really kind of put that consistency together. And, and then we have a, another senior who this is his first year kind of being on the team. And then, so that's Danny Cook and then a freshman and William Van Boning. So that round out, rounds out our team. Now you had an invite on Tuesday, as we talked about a little bit. We didn't talk much about the team results, but you placed fourth as a team. What was your overall takeaway from your team's performance, Brendan? Uh, we just keep getting better. And I mean, that's that's every meet we've had where team score just gets a little bit better. And so the one thing we've kind of talked about, we kind of talked about that 360 range. Let's get to there and then we can go from there. And we kind of think conference-wise, if we can get to that 360 range, we're going to be right in the hunt of things. And we shot a 363 yesterday, so we're right where we need to be. Um, you know, it's just one of those things that, I mean, golf, you just never know what you're going to get day in and day out. And one of the things we've really struggled with that's kind of kind of bummed some of our kids out is we've been at meets with Overton and Amherst. And I tell you what, Overton and Amherst have some solid squads. Overton's once Class D last year. They got all five of their guys back. Amherst, anytime they're at the meet, they got the individual champion and another guy right there in second or third. So two really, really quality golfers. So, um, I mean, just I'm impressed. I'm impressed with what we're doing. And I guess we'll see at conference next week what happens. And that's what I was going to talk to you about next, Brendan. The RPAC meet is next Thursday, and you get to host that. That has to be exciting for you and your group to get to host the RPAC invite. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you always love that advantage of being able to play golf on your home course, have a tournament on your home course. I mean, it's just one of those things where you you just know the ins and outs because you just played that place so many times. So you just know how things are going to work, I think, in – I mean, you always hear about home court advantage and home field advantage of football, basketball, whatever. But I would argue that golf is definitely the most where you get an advantage because courses can change so much. But I mean, so it's nice having RPAC on our home course. And I just it's I, the nice thing is Overton and Amherst aren't in our conference. I know Southern Valley's got a good squad. We haven't quite beaten them yet, but we're getting closer and closer to them. And then. Hitchcock County's also got a pretty good squad, and this our pack conference is always just a competitive, competitive tournament. We appreciate Brendan Johnson, head coach of the Alma Golf Team, for joining us on the RPAC Rundown podcast. We'll take a break. When we come back, it'll be Alan Gary, co-activities director of the RPAC, joining us to visit about the expansion of the RPAC. You're listening to the RPAC Rundown podcast. MNB Realty is a full-service real estate agency specializing in residential, commercial, agriculture, farms, ranches, recreational, and lots. You can find a full list of properties at mnb.realty. Get in touch with us by calling 308-345-5520 and follow us on Facebook. At Scouts Recreation, we believe in the value of recreation. We believe in having fun. We believe that the best memories are made while doing the things that you love with your favorite people. We have a variety of items from men's grooming products like Duke Cannon, golf equipment, 
camping goods, and our own apparel line. Check out the website, scoutsrecreation.com, and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. JBK Operating LLC is available for all of your oil field hot oiling, steaming, and well pumping needs. Contact J Webb at 308 340 0741 and see how JBK Operating LLC in Cambridge can help you. Good luck to the area athletes from JBK Operating LLC. Now joining us on the RPAC Rundown podcast is Alan Gary, Co-Activities Director of the RPAC. Well, Alan, a busy week for you and the RPAC Executive Committee. Well, I'm sure not just this week, but many weeks are busy, but this one more unique than others as it was announced that some new member schools will be joining the RPAC, Eustis Farnham and Elwood with their co-op for Sports Highline, and then Sutherland will be joining the RPAC in the 2024-2025 school year. Alan, take me through the early stages of this. When was this in the works, and was this an invitation from the RPAC to these schools to join? Well, Evan, uh, you, you can go back to the actual meetings to form the RPAC when we were the, the Golden Plains Activity Conference and the RVL. Um when we were looking at, at um, the putting a, an organization together, we reached out to other schools that were not in those two conferences. And actually, there were invitations at that time extended to all three programs to come in or school districts to come in and meet with us as a group to see what we could do to build a conference, a single conference in southwest Nebraska um, that would uh, you know, allow our kids the opportunity to compete for the future. And at that time, um, those schools, those the three districts uh, elected to not um, come in and be a part of the organization. So we kind of determined that we were going to always try and keep, um, you know, the, what we had um, strong, but also keep an eye to the future and reach out every so often to see if there was any interest from schools um, to be a part of the RPAC. And so every three to four years, um, we have reached out and, and made the offer. Um, but up to this year, um, prior to this year, uh, we had not gotten anything back from uh, schools looking to make a change. This year, we talked in October, decided that we would send letters in November and uh, actually um, received some interest. And so decided at that point in time, um, we would uh, speed things up a little bit and try and um, get information out and let those schools, if they had an interest, go to their school boards and um that has led us to where we were at yesterday, where three school districts boards um, voted to uh, join us. And the RPAC executive committee unanimously said that uh, they would take all three. And so that's brought us to where we are. And you answered my next question there. It goes through the school boards and the RPAC executive committee votes on it. But looking at the school themselves, Alan, you mentioned they've kind of been throughout the, the entirety of the RPAC been on the this on your mind of joining, but really looks like a solid fit. But when you evaluate the potential for a school on joining the RPAC, what are you looking for? And how did these schools really meet the criteria to join the RPAC? Well, the first thing is geographic. Um, we're a Southwest Nebraska school district. 
And so in saying that, we've always said that if we were going to reach out to a school district as a potential member, um, we wanted them to be contiguous to a member school district. We didn't want to jump um, and jump, I would put, you know, that, that takes a little different but uh, phrase, I guess, or meaning, um, jump out um, over other school districts to try and bring somebody in. We tried to always look at who is who, who's a neighbor, who is touching school districts that are already in the conference um, in, in evaluate them as a potential member. So in doing that, that's kind of been our approach. We've never gone and, um, you know, two, three counties up north of North Platte. That's never been a, something that we have done or, or east. It's always been uh, the schools that we've sent letters to have always been touching um, up against one of our, if not more, but always one uh, member district. Now, with Sutherland and Highline jo- joining, how do you see these additions strengthening the RPAC? Well, I, I think, number one, you look at, at their demographics, their their student numbers. Their, they offer the same activities that the majority of, of our members do. They are they, they become middle to upper um, part for total student numbers of uh, in the grouping. Um they just do a lot of things that, that the RPAC already does. They are contiguous to our districts. They're already playing a number of our schools as, as regular competition. So, um, you know, kind of, kind of the old puzzle piece, it fits. Um, and I think that you, that can be said for all three. Um, I, one of the things that they did in their districts was they, they went out and they talked to their um, student body and uh, they asked those kids, who do you perceive to be our natural rival? And Elwood's natural rival was Bertrand and Eustace Farnham's natural rival and their kids' perception was Medicine Valley. Well, the, there are PAC members. They aren't members <laughs> of the, the conference that those schools are, are um, competing in right now. So I think that helped the situation. Um, I, and uh, I, th- I think that we present to a level playing field. Um, we don't have schools um, per se that are going out into a larger community and drawing kids out to, um, to play uh, or compete for those school districts that, that uh, some of the other conferences do. So, um, you know, we've, we've got Southwest and Hitchcock County that, that do go take kids out of McCook, Maxwell, Maywood, um, to a certain uh, Paxton, get some kids out of Ogallala. Um, but it, it's not, it doesn't reshape ball teams like what it does for some of the other conference schools that w- it, that these three members, new members are coming from. Now, this might be kind of a tough question to answer, Alan. Is there a cap of number of schools the conference would take in or, or is in the RPAC still looking to continue to grow or, or is it kind of a case-by-case basis? I would say it's probably closer to a case by case basis. 
when we first sat down at the table and, and talked about a conference for Southwest Nebraska, we looked at, at a 16 team bracket. And that was kind of what, um, you know, what we've gone by in basketball, volleyball. That's been um, kind of the number that we were looking at is how can we fill that bracket with with teams to compete? And uh, does that mean that we're done? I, I Like I said earlier, we've tried to be a progressive district looking ahead to the future. Um, you, you look to the future and there's probably some opportunities for, um, cooperative agreements, uh, that could come into play and that could open the door to further expansion. I would say right now with the three schools coming in, I don't see us reaching out to anyone else at this point, but I also never say never <laughs> because, uh, part part of what's led us down this path has been decreasing enrollments um, all the way across. I think uh, we talked back in October that the only school district that grew from last year to this year was Alma. Everybody else had, had decreased in their enrollment. So with that in mind, I think you always have to be open and available to the possibility of a school knocking on your door. Many thanks to Alan Gary for joining us on the RPAC Rundown podcast. Exciting things happening, to say the least, in the conference. We'll take a break. It'll be time to announce our Athletes of the Week, brought to you by First Central Bank. Not every business is fortunate enough to serve the kind of people we do. People who take the time to give us honest, valuable feedback for the purpose of helping their business be its best. People willing to hand over the reins to their financial future simply because they know we can be trusted. To you, our customers, thank you. Your unwavering support lets us confidently say First Central Bank is here to stay. First Central Bank, member FDIC. Welcome back. It's time to announce our RPAC Rundown Athletes of the Week brought to you by First Central Bank, member FDIC. Our Female Athlete of the Week goes to Jolie Farr of Cambridge. At the Don Stein Invite in Cambridge, Farr placed third in the 100-meter dash, first in the 200-meter dash, was a member of the first place 4x100-meter relay team, and a member of the third place 4x400-meter relay team. Our Male Athlete of the Week goes to Easton Jones of Maxwell St. Pat's Baseball. He went 2-for-4 at the plate with 3 RBIs and also pitched 6 innings and allowed just 1 hit and had 9 strikeouts in their 10-0 win over Fairbury on April 10th. Once again, our Athletes of the Week are brought to you by First Central Bank. That will do it for this episode. As always, go to bestboy-media.com and rpacrundown.com for all of your RPAC needs. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Evan Jones.